thing we call civilization is about that deep. It's, it's skin deep. And let me give you a couple of examples. Remember Hurricane Katrina the, in, in New Orleans? And remember how just within days things started to break, break down. People started looting, people started hoarding food, taking it away from neighbours, making sure they, their own families were looked after. There were even reports of gunshots. And this in a country, the richest country on earth, where there was never really any prospect that anybody would ultimately go without. And yet that began to happen. We'll take our own continent, Bosnia, in the 1990s. How quickly that descended into chaos. How was it possible that in our continent, in our time, rape became a weapon of war? And then there was Liberia. I saw how the warlords manipulated children, young boys, to become soldiers. I've never been so scared in my life, and I've spent a lot of time in, in, in difficult situations, being confronted with a 13, 14-year-old holding a Kalashnikov. Bang, bang, you're dead. That's in the playground. When it's for real and the gun is loaded, imagine you're a tantrum away for, from disaster. Now, there is some violence in this book, a couple of episodes, but I would say this in, in, in defence. I mean, at first I felt I needed to, to put, put it in, but the other thing is there's nothing there that I've not seen with my own eyes. Civilization is as fragile as a flower. It's like a flower, and, and we need to nurture it, care for it, water it, look after it, brush it up the wrong way, and the petals begin to fall. And as I say, 30 years as, as a reporter, and, and that, that much became obvious to me. And depressingly, I have to say, I wrote this book obviously a couple of, a few years ago. Um, my kind of fiction in South Africa has, as you, you, you probably heard, has turned to fact in South Africa. There have been attacks on, on foreigners, Nigerians mainly this time. Um, a friend of mine who's a human rights lawyer shares a building, um, an office with a group of people who help migrant workers give advice and she couldn't go into her office last week because the building had been torched. So South Africa is both literally and metaphorically ablaze. It is this maelstrom of violence and prejudice that confronts one woman, Lindy Seaton, when she arrives in Johannesburg. She is the daughter of white South Africans who fled to London when they fell foul of the apartheid institution, uh, authorities rather. She works as a mediator for South Trust, an organisation dedicated to conflict resolution around the world. Now, when I began thinking about writing this book, it is this woman, Lindy, who came to mind first. Um, the Burning Land is a book about resistance, it's about protest, it is about the land itself, but it is also 